Good evening, everyone, Hello. and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight we're going to be talking about uh, a movie from some year that I don't remember. 95, I want to say. I will agree with you. It is called The Mangler. Or The Mumbler. Based on the Stephen King story, The Mangler. Uh... This is another one of those, I I mean, I assume it's a dollar baby, because it's a short story, so probably didn't pay much to get the rights. Think so? I, dollar I, babies are usually made by not established people, or usually I would think, I thought. I don't, I mean, I can't imagine there was a ton of money in this movie. But, I mean, it's not cheap. That's true. They That's built true. that mangler, man. That alone is... Which I would like to talk about. Insane. Mostly I'd like to talk about the fact that there's a cock and balls on all four four sides of it. <laughs> and I want to know what they were thinking when they did that. Was that a... I mean, it's a dumb idea. It's... It, I don't know if it's actually what you think it is, though. Because a lot of old machines like that and tables had those no, kind of they, like rounded... Yes, they do. They had the little claws. They had like animal claws. They had claws. claws, but they had those rounded bubbles. Look at the old cast iron stoves and stuff. They, this the looks, legs had those things. This looks more like the shaft of a penis than anything else in the world. You always see penises. I mean, yes, I do. I have glasses that have them painted <laughs> on them. Uh, you, you view the world through your <laughs> penis-colored glasses. Yes. What the fuck? I truly do. <laughs> Uh, oh, this movie off the rails already. Yeah, I mean this movie just is just like the mangler off its cock and ball perch. Yeah, this movie <laughs> is super weird. Um, the this the story was super weird. The the movie is super weird. I honestly have not read the short story in in so long. I don't remember at all what happens. This, but I'm sure it's being twenty pages is a lot <laughs> less than this. Yes, it is. Is this and, another lawnmower, man? No, it's not. This no? this is like almost dead on with the oh, story. Oh, really? Okay. This is a very similar. I mean, they they expand it to to some some of the characters are expanded, but man, it's it is more true to the source material than okay almost anything I can think of outside of uh, Firestarter, okay. which was like the most true to its source material of anything, or the awful Shining TV, movie. which I don't know anything about. But oh yeah, I forgot that didn't actually make that. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Just like RoboCop three, this movie, I don't know. It's man, I have a hard time with it. Like, I don't hate it. I don't either. I actually, and think, I think, I, it's think I enjoy it. And I feel like this time I watched it, I enjoyed it the most of any time I've seen it. I think it's one of those weird movies that when it came out, people absolutely hated it. I didn't like it when it came out. I was just, I, I kind of liked it, but at the same time, agree. And I still just kind of like it. And if I want to break it down and start complaining, like. I end up hating it, but like, I do feel it's a little overly long. Yes. But I also yeah, feel yeah. that it's got enough unique things in it that I enjoy looking at that make it work for me. Like, yeah. Like sure. the, the set, the set design, I think, is incredible at the mill. Like, oh, beautiful. I love how it's so old fashioned in the modern world. Like, it's got that yeah. aesthetic going to it. I love how the photographer is still using that old pop out bulb camera. Like, that, those that kind is... of touches like that. Like, it's. It's fascinating because it almost makes the movie into a magical realist kind of thing because you're looking at, until I saw them get in the cars, I was like, oh, wait, this oh, the, isn't the turn of the century? Exactly, yeah. What the hell? Who has a fucking, who has this outfit? Yep. Like, who in the world is running a laundry like this in the 20th century? Yeah. Like, this is nuts. I like that kind of aspect. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, I think Robert Englund does a great job, uh. It, it's it's one of those things where it's like you can break it down and be like, he's so cartoony that it's stupid. Yeah. But then you can look at it being it's so cartoony that it's 
brilliant. Like, yeah. And I think Robert does a great performance. I love the makeup. I love his whole polio legs with a giant, or the, I don't know, maybe he got mangled. I <laughs> yeah, think that's I mean, what happened. Like, This is what's fascinating about him for as a character, because he's somebody who is mentioned like once, I think. I think maybe his name comes up one time yep. in the story, and never again and so he is like pulled from whole cloth this whole this whole yeah. meal about and it's him a, it's a cool looking character with a cool yeah vibe I, to it yeah i agree and he comic book villains it right up i think it's great <laughs> he does yeah there's a he has a couple of really good moments you want you want me to do something i'll, I'll do, do a something. little dance i'll do a little dance <laughs> yeah perfect <laughs> love it uh yeah it's great. But I do feel it's got a lot of flaws as well. Like, I don't like our lead character. Like, he... And, and this is just strictly I like, judgmental. I He's, like the actor. He, he, um, I don't know him from anything else. Uh, and no, I have not seen Silence of the Lambs uh, or That's Care. That's crazy. Um, I could not get past Jodie Foster's accent when I tried watching that, it. I was you just, know what? That's fair. That was just so cheesy to me and annoying. And then I just found it boring <laughs> to begin with. So I just, like, I ducked out after, like, half an hour. Uh, I tried watching it. I tried. Um, but fuck, I hate real movies. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, the lead character I feel just wow. has he has such a pickle puss on him at all oh, times. Oh, it's so true that he's just it. It, it, I, it pickles me down after a while. I'm just like, oh, I'm sick of seeing this guy look like he perpetually looks like he's got the worst hangover in the world, which just yes. reminds me of the worst hangovers in the world. So it just makes me uncomfortable watching him. I like, do. Ag- I do agree that you should not have somebody who's got like a peptic ulcer or something as your main character and yeah. constantly remind you of stomach pain. Yeah, th- again, that that point too. Like he nausea at- is like the most visceral thing in the human body it's like kind of like when you see somebody puke and you puke right. you know what i mean so the whole time i'm watching him i just he just makes me sick like, when he's on I screen I'm like, I feel, ah. yeah i feel ill watching you just yeah. existing and his attitude's just shitty his attitude is shitty i don't like people with shitty attitudes so yeah. it's just like i hate watching this guy uh his buddy i think does a great job and this is this is this is i can't i can't fault the movie for this this is totally me but i wish that dude was played by bud court because I just see like a, I just see that guy as like a one of the, you know Bud Court in his quirky '80s phase. Like, yeah, that guy should have been Bud Court, man. Like again, so the actor does great. You mean the, you mean the ex lead singer of uh, the Dead Kennedys? What? I, I think Bud Court sang for the Dead Kennedys for a hot minute. Seriously? Like he? I never knew that. I think I think that was the the TV sitcom actor that they got to replace Jello for a hot minute. No oh, weird. Yeah, that was a weird weird <laughs> time. Anyway, let's talk about Ye old Mangler. Yeah, let's mangle it up. Okay. So, uh, we open up in the factory where our viewpoint is the ceiling, and I I find it interesting that they shoot it so far up. It's a gorgeous looking... They do a a lot of upshots in this. It's true, which is really strange because it defeats the exterior shots because you see that it's a Quonset hut when you're shooting up. Because it's got curved ceilings, mm-hmm. and then when we go outside, it's clearly got beamed ceilings that are hmm. like like a house. So it doesn't actually look like the thing that they're in. It's conceivable that they would have a weird Quonset hut inside that and a facade on top of it. Sure, sure, it's fine. It just—I don't know. I I found it weird for some reason. Uh, okay, so just getting it out of the way. The foreman's a monster. The owner's a monster. Everybody who is in a the position foreman's of power, half a monster. That's actually a good point. He's being monstrous here at the behest of the owner. He's I, made to look less monstrous by how awful I wish, Robert England is. I wish he... I don't know what it is, but he doesn't work for me. Like, 
He should. That's funny because I just, he really works for me. I just feel like for some reason I'm not buying it. Like I don't know if it's the actor or the wardrobe or just the look or. The, the, but for some reason, like that character, I just wish there was more to him. I wish he had more. I I can't. I really have a hard time describing it. But fair. I mean, I just I just don't I, feel like he's ever like. He's never tyrant enough, or he's never like rebellious enough. Like everything is just like almost there with that guy. Right, Again, hard, I mean, hard to describe. But. They do need to get him to the point where he decides to turn on the on his boss. Yep. You know where he like literally throws his entire career and life away. Yeah, which he does near the end, and he does do it. So we can't have somebody who's wholly on board with this who would be willing to sign the big spoiler alert to sign a deal with the devil literally. Yep to be involved in this whole thing. So that would be, I feel like, I feel like it's okay for me. He works, but um, either way uh, we find this, this machine that is the, it's called a speed folder is the name of this machine. And what we see in, this is one of its big failings is I almost wish they'd just covered up the part where it's folding the sheets or never showed it folding sheets. Because when you actually see the thing fold a sheet, you're like, Two ladies could have done that three times faster. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know why this clangy thing is fucking around with those sheets. You could easily do that better with a regular person. But, I mean, it... And and that machine's got some pretty strong pistons in it. If that's built for folding sheets, but it can fold somebody's metal but, legs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is... A little is, overpowered. Well, the devil made it, so uh, yeah. that's kind of one of those he, things. The guy devil, always does go above and beyond, doesn't he? He really does. <laughs> uh, he's known for his structural engineering prowess. Uh, so it's it seems to be run on steam somehow, but maybe not, or maybe it's just steaming the sheets as it goes through. Yeah, I think it's doing that because, I, I mean, it's powered by electricity. That's they true. They talk about yeah, putting they, the power later on in the fuses. And, yep. Oh, which reminds me of one of the things that i dislike the most about this but whatever which is so when you go over to the they show a back shot where it's like they're showing the uh the the power grid and all that stuff and there's a sign that says labor will set you free which is the fucking sign on the gate at auschwitz (laughs) and it's like oh that's you're making a dumb movie dude don't bring up the fucking holocaust for fuck's sake well that's one of my complaints with this movie is it is a dumb movie but it treats itself too serious like uh, it's yeah. definitely got a, it's just got a small smattering of humor throughout it, but as a whole, this is an hour and forty five minutes long. This is long. a movie about a piece of laundry, laundry. equipment <laughs> that comes to life and eats people. It's the equi- Maybe don't take it so seriously. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. this should be eighty minutes. Like give me a fun movie about a fucking killer folding laundry <laughs> machine. And they, they Toby makes it this gigantic. I'm sure it was even longer. They talked about trimming it down to hour forty five. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, but we. We've gone over this before, but this is the prime time. 95, it, like mid-90s is exactly when this horror movie ruining cliche happens. That is my personal pet peeve, which is you get a full movie with practical effects and everything looks awesome for the entire movie. And then a CD-ROM character appears from out of nowhere and you're like sewer sharking through the basement. And it's like, why would you do yep. this? <laughs> why, like... You would say that it was a product of its time, and it's like, oh, well, it looked good at the time. It didn't look, it didn't look good, good at, the time. at the time. I was there at the time. I saw the movie when it came out, and I was like, 
Why did you do this stupid thing? I said the same thing at Haunting of Hill House. I said the same oh. thing at like every s- return to Hill House. I said the same thing to The Haunting. Like all of these movies that were like that were done in the same time period where it's just like it looks good. The movie is a passable horror movie and then the yeah. ending destroys it. Yeah. And the thing is, if you've seen Death Machine, you know you can do a great practical giant robot chomping at somebody why did the mangler turn into something like that then we we don't need to have a stupid cartoon like you know that at the time the the expense of doing this on his like fucking amiga 3 or whatever way more than it would be to build (laughs) a death machine machine exactly they could have built another mangler on wheels and it could have been doing the brain stuff like the brain on a dolly oh my god imagine if there literally was that machine being pushed on a cart and great. it was actually physically puppeteered yes, and snapping yes. at the actors. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, <laughs> it would be it would be a movie that people remembered. Yep. And I, I feel like this movie is all but forgotten for that reason. For the, the computer animation reason. For me. Maybe yeah. it's just me. Maybe it's just my pet peeve. Uh anyway, okay, so um the ladies who work here, they're having, uh, they're alternating between having very supportive conversations with each other and very snippy, like backbiting conversations I about hate, people. I hate this because there's no reason for it. Like, right. Sherry hates Lin Su from the freaking get go. Yep. But we don't know why. And we never know why. Like, she hasn't even hooked up with dude yet, even it if makes... that's even a reason to hate her. But, like, she's just like, oh, have you talked to the new girl? Uh. It's like, What's wrong with her? She hasn't done anything. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> Why are so, we hating on Lin Su? <laughs> because she's because she's a prostitute that was hired by right? Isn't they never say that? She, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh. he says he says oh less trouble in the streets. Yeah, less yeah. Predators. No, no, oh. no. He she, she's a hired consort specifically for him. That is like he has hired a prostitute and taken her off the street and made her into a kept woman. Okay, that is. I mean, I'm. 95% certain that that's what the the undercurrent was. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm I'm pretty positive. And I feel I mean, like This is a small town in Maine, right? Yes. There's plenty of prostitutes there to just hire in hey, Rikers Valley, Maine, right? I mean, Rikers Valley is known for its prostitutes. 96% of the <laughs> uh, the income from that city comes yeah. mainly from its prostitution industry. And the other four from the laundry factory. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Okay. And the other 4% is all laundry-based. Gotcha. They make all their money folding sheets. <laughs> <laughs> just... They're way faster than the speed folder. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know there's a laundry. I know there's probably a washing component somewhere, but it's just amazing that the pride and joy of this whole factory is this folder. Yeah. I mean, maybe it dries at the same time. Is that possible? It's based on a real thing. Because Stephen King, in On Writing, talks about the speed folder. Yep. And he says that it was called the Mangler. And so it is is a real thing. So whatever this is, it is at least an approximation of a thing that exists in the real world. And it's able to compete and catch up to... Because uh, Englund mentions in the movie that he's known that machine since he was a boy, too. So... Yeah. Judging by what he looks like in this movie, I would guess he's 70. He's known since a boy, let's say 10. So that machine's 60 years old and still just... And has been running on... And has been running on... Power? Yep, for 60 years, just keeping up with the world. Huh. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll buy it. 
Um, I'll buy that that small town can run enough power to generate that thing. In I'll buy that what? that small town has enough people to actually run that whatever? laundry factory. Yeah, that too. Whose clothes are they washing? We're in Rikers Valley, Maine. Uh, All you gotta wash is bras and miniskirts. My get okay. There's a hospital, <laughs> I believe they say. They do say that. I think they say that there's there's stuff coming <laughs> in from a hospital, and I would guess that because Stephen King is here, that this is close to Castle Rock, and Castle Rock, of course, has the giant prison. So who knows? Maybe that's where it all comes from. It's all prisons and hospitals. Yeah. So, uh, do do all right. So it's the the factory is like again very Dickensian. So it's like it's made to look like we feel Ooh, like we're, I know a big word, but it's made to look very eighteen hundreds and like a <laughs> like a. Uh, okay, it looks like the uh, the factory from Oliver. How about that? Okay, not, there. Not, that... not Oliver Twist. Yeah, yeah. Oliver the musical. Yeah, that works. Based for me. on Oliver Twist. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, that a, is that a less cultured fucking yes. reference for you? Come on. Uh, you know I'm a dum dum. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it. very much looks like it should have like like everyone has like dirty faces inside. Like they yep. look like they're working in a coal factory instead of a laundry. Um, and so it's. I mean, again, it, it looks like what it should look like. They do a very good job of. Yes, making it, it looks great. Yeah. And uh, so there's no there's no safety features on anything, obviously, except for this one big bar that's supposed to stop it from sucking someone in, which uh, spoiler alert, it don't work. It does. <laughs> so uh, the one of the ladies is like, ah, we need to get a larger load in here, whatever that means. So tighten the belt, tighten the belt. And I find it weird that she works there. Like I have I don't understand his daughter, his his aunt. Uh, England's, I don't know, uh, England's niece niece works there, and they mention that she's just out of high school, which would mean she would be like eighteen, but she's supposed to be sixteen to go with that curse, right? Where all the girls get fed I to the mean, machine at sixteen. Like he might. She, uh, okay, so can you not wait till sixteen, or is eighteen fine? Like she maybe she's super smart, or maybe she dropped out. Yeah, and I also feel like. She doesn't Why? need to go to high school. She's going to be killed at 16. Yeah. Her sweet 16 party party is being sucked into a but laundry folder. But why is folder. she... You know, she comes from that money family with her uncle there. Like, why is she working in the bottom of the barrel laundry factory? Like, I it, feel like, why isn't she being trained to be management? Or it just seems strange that she because would Because be, he's a hateful old turd? I guess. I mean, I, don't know. I, I can only imagine that's it. It's just, yet again... Proving you know how millionaires and the rich work in this country. Like all the kids just get the true. freaking way. Like why is this girl working at the bottom? One one of the reasons. Just found it strange. I agree, but one of the reasons is because he needs to keep an eye on her all the time yep. to be sure that she doesn't start dating or do anything yes. because she has to stay a virgin until yep. she's sixteen. So, um, so the lady does turn the belt uh, and. Uh, and she cuts her hand on it. She gets virgin blood all over the machine. So does this wake the machine up, or is the machine already cursed? I, I don't understand this. And she changes her story later on, too. Yeah, okay, so here's... That drove me nuts when she when the cops are questioning her. She's like, I, I cut it when I was dodging the refrigerator. And it's like, no, you cut no, you it didn't. trying to tighten a thing. Like, And then you? the refrigerator fell afterwards. Yeah. So here's, here's the question. Uh, number one, 
has she been in on it from the beginning? Like, was that an intentional move to wake the machine up? Number two, uh, the problem that we have is that the machine has been awake forever. Yeah. So we know that this machine has sacrificed people yes. consistently. So it's not like, oh, I just got blood. Now I'm hungry. Right. <laughs> and and that is a problem because the in the story of the Mangler, in the that's this is the difference. They added this like generational wealth tied to sacrifice. Yep. Story to pad out the film, but at the same time they wanted to keep the elements from the story which were that a virgin cut her hand and that and this wrong thing about the about the uh, the hand of glory mm-hmm. essentially in the in the book they create a hand of glory with these ingredients yeah and then it brings the thing to life and it becomes this mephitic thing uh in in this we're supposed to believe that it wakes up from this, but we know later on they just change their mind and it, it doesn't actually jive, I think, is, is the answer to the question. Gosh, man, you just... I was just thinking this this would have a great Saw-like ending if you, if it did flashbacks and you saw, like, everything was Sherry just... Because she's the boss at the end. I like, would love that. How much cooler would it have been if it was, like, yeah, everything was planned out with, like, she was the one that called the movers for the fridge. She was the one that did the... You know what I mean? She planned everything to get her power of position. And Absolutely. That would have been such a better ending than, oh, I guess I'll mumble and drive away in my Jeep. <laughs> oh, I brought you flowers. I brought you some for flowers. The- <laughs> <laughs> I brought you some peonies. Are you, would you, oh, I see you're busy. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Seriously. I'm the lead actor. Terrible ending. <laughs> Man, we just came up with such a better ending. No, I I absolutely agree. I think it would have been much better. So, as you say, we get these movers who drop an ice box and Ghostbusters lightning busts out of it, and nobody seems to notice that a ghost just bounced out of this thing. Yeah. No, the thing is, and I was wondering if this was something. I can only assume that they thought later to add the like because he never tells anyone to react like i wonder if this was a directing mistake oh and they put you the effects I mean? in later right. but they didn't plan also like, what happens here though does does a ghost come from the mangler into the fridge or is it i don't was know was the fridge already possessed I, it's it's really rough on this one too like this makes no sense who is yeah no i got no idea because everybody's touching the mangler all day long working on it you know what I mean? Yep. So it's not like if you touch something to it, it transfers it, or it would transfer every evil to no. everybody. Maybe it's like static electricity. Maybe it's just like got a little bit of evil in it because yeah. it like oops, it. evil static. Oh crap! I rubbed my feet oh. on the evil carpet. Always and now- in trouble in the dry season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now my evil socks are going to transfer some evil into my into my icebox. And again, this is another moment where it's like, what fucking decade are we in? Who yeah. has an icebox? Yep. Like, again, we're inside this building and we're like, okay, clearly it's the 1910s or 1920s. Yeah. And it's like, nope, we're not. They load that ice box. They're delivering it to somebody for something. What for? Yeah. Bring it to an antique shop. Right. Bring it to an Unless an- it was going to an antique store. That would, that would make sense. But. Maybe everything in that place is full of ghosts. Yeah. Must be. Everything there is evil. Everything got, dra- everything got dragged up from the Crypt Keeper's basement. There. Okay. 
this, this this fix makes no sense and would be really stupid. Yeah. But what if every single thing in the place sacrifice like it wasn't just the mangler. The mangler was just one thing that they sacrificed things to. So over the years, somebody's like, "Oh, we gotta. I'm gonna sacrifice my teenage daughter by locking her in a freezer." And so she dies in there, and now that one's haunted. And it's like, I'm going to push you down the stairs. Aha, the stairs are now haunted. <laughs> and it's like, well, this one, I stabbed her in the eye with a coat hook. We've got an evil haunted coat hook. Okay, now, now this just sounds like that giant family guy cut away <laughs> with Stephen King and the haunted desk lamp. Well, it is a haunted laundry folder, yes. so what are you going to do? Um, so, yes, don't know what's going on, but ghosts come out. Uh, we finally get Bill Gartley, the factory owner, played by Robert Englund, showing up. You probably know Robert Englund best for his role uh, Never as, as uh, Jim Bickerman from Lake Placid versus Anaconda. You probably know him from that film. Um, it's a goodie. He, he's in crazy old mage, old age makeup. He's got one big glassy eye, and he's like full leg braces, like legitimate leg braces. He's got makeup that looks like his head's been cut off. Have you noticed? Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's got the throat thing, but then he's got like a gigantic scar yep. going around his whole neck. So I'm reading that like his head has literally been cut off. Like, I mean. Or a super mortal injury, like that he somehow survived. <laughs> wh- he definitely, he made a sacrifice to the machine. He's made a thousand of them, apparently. Right, but he <laughs> he also had to sacrifice some part of his body to yep. it. Because at, at the end, there's that like don't trust anyone in this town who's missing body parts. Well, yeah, I mean, he sacrificed his finger like everybody did. He doesn't show that he sacrificed his finger. He does, too, when he flips over the contract. He signed it with a bloody palm, and it's missing the... Shit, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I totally didn't see that. Yeah, he never takes off his black gloves, but... Okay, Yeah, he, he must be missing a part of a finger underneath. Got it. Um, okay. But what a cool character, man. Full... Running, yeah. this, running this thing in the old-fashioned suit with the giant metal legs and the... And the, the, the tracheotomy hole. <laughs> oh, jeez. Which so was gross. That was so disgusting. He's it just was so, such a repulsive character all around. Like, it he, it reminds great. me of uh, of Toxic Avenger 2, that scene that literally made me stop watching the movie, and I don't think I've ever seen it again. I don't recall. There's a character in that... I think it's part two, that has uh like a suction thing to clear his lungs because he smokes so much or he Mm -hmm. runs a toxic factory or whatever and it's just pulling phlegm out of his lungs with a tube and it's going into oh god it it made me legitimately almost vomit and Mm -hmm. i was like okay nope i you know what lloyd you did it congratulations (laughs) it's the first movie that made me so disgusted that i had to shut it off Good job. Yeah, I just skip two and three and go straight to Citizen Talk. Hell yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> great one. Uh, okay, so uh, he wants them to get back to work and says so approximately 500 times yeah. throughout the thing. Uh, I wish he had some better dialogue sometimes because he's, he's got some dumb cliched lines where he's like, ah, life's a bitch, then you die. Like, nah, really? That's the best you got? Or, or work where he's like, time is money. Yeah, money is time. Like, yeah. Really? That's the best you got right now? Like, come on. It's very strange. Mm. It feels like maybe he's improving some dialogue and not doing a good job. Yes. Or uh, if I, that's a script, man, blame. If that is lazy. Bad news if yep. that is the script. Uh, okay, so now we pull outside of the of the building. We finally see the exterior, and it's those dumbasses with the icebox. They put it on their truck and take <laughs> off. Um 
And then we finally meet our cantankerous detective, played by Jamie Gum himself, Ted Levine. He's basically as burly and rough and gruff a human being as you can be without turning directly into Mickey Rourke. Uh, he peels out in his Jeep Cherokee and he, he leaves his driveway so fast. He's driving like 50 miles an hour and like running that he over almost children. crashes into a truck that was doing nothing wrong. And then flips out and gets mad at the people in the truck because he was driving too fast. So it's like, hey, asshole, what do you want? Yeah. It's Officer Asshole. It's Officer Asshole to you. And it sounds like this. <laughs> I read a trivia at IMDb that Chris from Family Guy's voice is yes. based on this guy. Yeah. Once I read that, it's all I could hear. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's based Again, on- Again, not this actor's fault, but- He's based on Jamie Gum. The, like, so- what the hell's a Jamie Gum? The the he's Buffalo Bill from Oh okay uh, from Sounds of the Land. Thought his name was Buffalo Bill. That's the nickname. Ah okay. Because he skins his humps, whatever the hell that means. I was like, I, I, that's a line from Silence of the Lambs explaining why he's called Buffalo Bill, and I've always it's stuck in my brain, and I'm like, be, do buffaloes have humps? What? <laughs> Kind of on their... Do buffalo skin things? I don't... What the hell does that mean? So weird. It's always bugged me. Anyway. Okay. So he gives these guys a bunch of tickets and yells at him. He's a real dick. Uh, And then we go back to Mangle Co. And uh, there's a little little old lady and she's casually leaning on the murder intake for the mangler. (sighs) By casually leaning or you you mean like... Yeah. Script necessity leaning. (laughs) I just she literally leans back. I, it's, she's worked there how long? Forever. It, that's how got, you're gonna treat. She's got a sour tum tum, so of course she's gonna be. Thin. Yeah, it's a, it's a running thing in this movie. Yep. Well, I mean, it's good because if you have deadly nightshade, you can cure it. Don't get me started. Otherwise known as, I still don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. To, You couldn't come up with anything better than antacid having, what, a mystical ingredient in the cheapest antacid you could possibly buy? Like, what? So confusing. It's so confusing. I mean, they don't even make it, like, apparent. Like Because, okay, so the only thing that could have made any sense here is that there was a demon in that icebox. Stay with me. <laughs> and Do I have to? <laughs> they knock it. They somehow tip the icebox over pour the demon out into the mangler and then because it was summoned into the mangler with the hand of glory that makes it particularly difficult to exercise oh but it was there all along but it was there all along so what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck i yeah i'm sorry i really don't get it but okay so literally she's surrounded by people who all know there's basically one rule of mangle club here and it's don't put don't your, put fucking, your hand. fucking hand in the mangle. don't put your hand in the mangle hole yeah what are you doing steer clear of the mangle <laughs> hole she does not do that nobody and casually rests their hands right 50 next. people standing yeah. around her and nobody's like hey i hey freak move your hand couldn't help but notice <laughs> you have your hand in the mangle hole yeah uh so she gets away without being mangled this time 
and then we get some more comic relief with Officer John out there. They drop the ice box on him. No, which, I mean, freaking cue the Halloween five cop music would have crushed <laughs> his ribs. Yeah. Uh, and everybody laughs. It's very fun. Uh, we we go back to our old lady, and she's looking like shit. She keeps taking her pills, and then she gets really spooked by somebody they come up behind her and she's like whoa and so her pills go into the mangler which i dropped my 10 cents worth of walgreens drugs we find out that she had another bottle on her because after she that was full after she dies we find out she had a giant bottle in her purse and so instead she's like i gotta stick my hand in the deadly mangler (laughs) Uh, but she does it because that she's nobody's not... using. That's not doing so. I don't know. Maybe just shut it off. Sure. I mean, <laughs> the other thing about this, as far as like, I I wish that they had kind of explained, you know, the way that uh, Pet Cemetery, in at least in the book, kind of explains that there's all these dumb things that he does, but the answer is that the spirit is fooling him it's getting into his head yep. and telling him to tell him tell his friend about the pet cemetery in the same way the mangler should be hypnotizing them mm-hmm. they should just be it shouldn't be like oh i'm totally normal everything's fine oops just put my hand on the mangler yeah. that's insane it should be them just like kind of woozing back and forth and like looking at the mangler and then somebody behind them going hey you're you're getting really close you know, somebody yep. who's like holding laundry or like doing something and they're hey, like, oh, and no, screaming it's at them. Okay. And she, <laughs> she drops the laundry, runs to her and is like, what are you doing? And she somehow gets her hand in and she's too late. She can't get her out. That makes sense. This is just very silly. Yes. Um, so uh, she sticks her hand in and gets super squishulated. It is so gory. Mm. It won't shut off, and Robert England just stands on the balcony yelling. Uh, I love it. (laughs) It's pretty good. This is before he becomes gleefully evil. Yep. Uh, And the foreman is actually very upset about this, proving that he is slightly less of a monster than the owner. Uh, Once we actually see the the goo pile that she's turned into, it is impressive. Yeah. Uh, Officer John is busy giving tickets, and he gets a phone call. And he takes some Tums for his stomach because he needs antacids. I swear this is an important plot point for later. So it's not. I'm so surprised this wasn't like a, a paid product placement from Tums in this movie. It should have been, except that they don't put deadly nightshade in their fucking product. Um, <laughs> Does anybody? No. I mean, some. I think it has been used to treat weird. I looked like, it up. I looked it up, and it can things. be used. But yeah, it's not in any. It's not common. No, you're not going to pick it up at CVS. Like, come on. Especially considering you know you eat like twenty of them to cure your stomach, and then it fucking kills you. Um, this. It's so insane. This plot point doesn't need to be there because it's already happened. The antacids have already gotten into the machine, so the deadly nightshade is there for the summoning. I guess, yeah. So what? So why is he taking? Why does why, anything why does any of this need to keep going on except to just remind us? And even at the end, it makes no damn sense. Where he's just like, he's like, I got it from, I got it from Frawley. Like, but this guy doesn't know that the antacids went in the machine. 
Does that mean he got it from her, but she went in the machine so it was in her belly because she was eating them? Yeah, that's how it got I think the- so, yeah. I'm so stupid, dude. It's too <laughs> stupid. It's insultingly bad. That is, that is a little insultingly bad. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't, I mean, if, if something can get in the machine to make it to trigger it like that, I'm fine with that. Sure. But this is stupid. Yeah. That's a stupid thing to get in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. mad oh, about it. No, now. I agree. I mean, we, okay, so now we cut back. There's a bunch of ladies in the parking lot. They're all covered in blood and crying and very upset for obvious reasons. Oh, another thing with this movie, in crowds, uh, this movie is criminal. With Everybody just pops up with, like, a random line or, like, just, yes. like... So in this one, it's just, like, you know, she's crying and Lin Su just runs up. He's like, hey, it's okay. And it's like, she's already being consoled by somebody. What are you doing? And she's like, get away from me. Oh, uh, the best is the kid in the refrigerator whenever he runs up. Oh my god, we were looking for him. He's been missing since 11 this morning. Oh, he was a good kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as though this was like, yeah, I, I like I don't get it. It's yeah. like that was backwards because he's supposed to be the thing that's possessing the like if the little kid got caught in the thing and then his death caused that to be possessed, but two separate possessions is insane too. Mm whatever okay so they go in they look at the mangler we see the giant pile of goo that used to be a an old lady and our main sheriff character he gets all irpy because he's got a tender tummy and uh he continues to be irpy through the rest of the movie even when he's not looking at yeah. piles of grainy goo but to be fair that well, i mean that would make anybody barf. Oh, that, <laughs> i mean that would absolutely she is it's amazing that there's anything recognizable considering yeah what <laughs> how much folding she went through now we meet our police photographer here jjj picture man picture man <laughs> no his his character's name is literally jjj picture man j jonah jameson this is an origin story for <laughs> the editor of the daily bugle in spider-man and he is an old man covered Why? covered in prosthetic makeup because it's actually a young man i've got a crazy idea yeah hire an old man holy shit you know what? I should be a film executive. Yeah, at least a <laughs> casting director. <laughs> Why? I don't get this. Like, he doesn't do anything that needs. Like, I understand when you do that because what if he was doing crazy shit and stunts where it's just like, oh yeah, right. you're gonna have. A, you can't put nope. an old man through this. No, sure. he just does, he doesn't do anything physical <laughs> at all except that stupid shot where he buckles up and pukes up blood later on which but that's just, not even that wasn't even necessary i no, mean completely unnecessary. that could have been done with a cut yeah if he was i don't know if he was rapping if he was dunking basketballs that's what i'm saying all yeah. things should have been done in this yes, movie he should have been rapping it's the 90s and- why isn't anybody rapping and dunking balls <laughs> come on uh that would have been fail. amazing yeah real fail but okay but in defense of this character he is an absolutely amazing actor and his portrayal i think is flawless yeah it's great his his read when with the kid in the ice box when he does mm-hmm. the weird like teeth click thing yep i was like fuck man that is just oh yep great. perfect okay so we get some we get some guys uh who show up for an official inquest and they're like well works fine yep we, we looked at it for a minute move on it's just a fluke but she did get sucked in. Yeah, but it works now. Yeah, it works okay, out. Bye. Good. <laughs> Which I assume is because he owns the police force yes, and blah, exactly. blah, blah. Uh, so this, this is something you can't spring on an audience without explanation. This character of the 
I guess it's his brother-in-law? It is his brother-in-law from his dead wife, yes. Explain that right the fuck away, and that they live next door to each other, and like, yeah. explain a lot of things, because they're next-door neighbors, and his brother lives in a fairyland of, like... It's like half tiki like bar. Like half Japanese tea garden. What like, the? Yeah. Like, you can't just be like, I thought they were like at a tiki themed restaurant and that they were on a date. I <laughs> thought that they were a couple and that they were on a date at a tiki themed outdoor restaurant. And I was like, wow, this little town has a beautiful outdoor yeah. restaurant. And these, and it's also really interesting that there's a gay couple as the main protagonist of a film. Interesting. And then it was like, oh, my sister-in-law. And I was like, weird. On the on the rebound from the sister in law, you guys started dating. That's just yeah. inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah, it is a weird intro, a weird. Cut Everything's and just, weird, and yeah. the guy looks like uh, he looks like Michael Sheen, like sort of. He looks like Michael Sheen cosplaying as Diego Montoya or <laughs> Ronnie James Dio or something. I know those two. <laughs> uh, it's very strange, but uh, he again. It seems like they're on a date because he's like talking about how long he's been on the force. He's like telling him stuff about his life that his brother-in-law would have already known. Well, he does it too later on when he sees a newspaper clipping when they're in Picture Man's basement there. And he's just like, it's not your fault. I was driving the car. <laughs> it's like accidents happen, but people move on. Like, dude, you haven't had this conversation already? Like about your dead sister? Like, really? <laughs> All those people died in that flight. I was the airplane Flight controller. I told them to turn around, but they couldn't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> and the planes just collided. Oh, it's very strange. Maybe you should not have been an air traffic controller. Boy, a bad job for you. Um, okay, so he you knows... should probably be a press secretary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he knows about the speed ironers because... Or Michael knows about his... Is it Michael? Who cares? Whatever. But of course, he worked at Mark. There. It's Mark. Mark. Okay, he worked at he worked at a uh, laundry. And, okay, he's college. got that really unnatural dialogue about this too, where he's like, "Oh yeah, the mangle." Uh, somebody the- got sucked into it. That's impossible. It's got a safety bar. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, so unnatural. It's so great because it's like, uh, he didn't work in that laundry. Yeah, he worked in a laundry with one of these. So it's like Once. it's like someone saying. Uh, like he got his hand cut off in a table saw and it's like that's impossible they have laser sights that can stop a hand yeah. from go- no they don't no. one, <laughs> one, one does. type does yep. one type <laughs> this may not be the same thing that you used in college dude <laughs> I hated that so much yeah no I absolutely agree Uh, so he says it's impossible because of the safety bar how could it happen unless the machine was evil <laughs> Uh, Mark, yeah, he jumps to that haunted conclusion pretty fast. He too, does. Any, like, but again, Mark is our occultist. Yes. He's full of mystical nonsense. So of course, everything's haunted. Everything's haunted for this dude. So, But I mean, pff, he's not wrong, really, when we get into it. <laughs> I mean, he, it's a good thing he was there because he was the he was the person to Surprise jump to that Surprise their Jeep conclusion. doesn't get Christine possessed on the way to the freaking exorcism. <laughs> he's... This line killed me. Uh... Especially because you can't understand what anyone's saying in the movie. Yeah. He's like, well, I should come back into my house for a minute. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. he's like, oh, you've got yogurt? Is it, is is it, it organic and whole wheat? No, 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 no. no. He, he, he asks it. Right. Mark asks. Mark asks. He's like, come on, I got some yogurt. And he's like, is it whole wheat? What do you mean is it whole wheat? It's is yogurt. It whole wheat and organic? 
There's bah, yogurt's not whole wheat to begin with. Grr. <laughs> I I I saw that line and I was just like, is that a is that a humor joke? I don't know. I, d- I don't know. I think. <laughs> Do you know what food is? Yogurt's not a whole wheat thing. Like you would never what, ask that about yogurt. It's it's as though he. <laughs> it's as though the main character was supposed to ask if he had like for him to come back and have toast with him yeah, or something, and he that would screwed make up the line. Yeah, or something. Uh, it's very strange. Yeah. Would you like to come back to my place and eat a bag of flour? Sure. Is it whole wheat? Is it vegetarian? <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So, back with the mangler, a steam pipe breaks loose and terrorizes all of the ladies, burning one of them badly. <sighs> because she won't move. Yeah, because she won't move out of the way. And then up in Bill Gartley's <laughs> office, the the call girl that he's hired is looking traumatized by being there, and we get... Some nauseating spinny camera because somebody was feeling fancy, so they. I like it. Oh God! I mean, it's cool looking. It's just it does get literally nauseating yep. to me. Uh, and so he walks around her in a circle, explaining how she's better off being a kept woman than being out on the street. And uh, and then he she tells her to take a bath, which is going to be the. You know, what I would assume would be the cram the nudity portion yeah. into this, but no. No, instead, instead of what would be delightful, seeing breasts. Yeah. I would enjoy that. I think most people would enjoy seeing that. Yeah. Instead, they say, what about instead we have him clean out his tracheotomy hole? And he goes, <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. It's just what I wanted. Yes. The movie literally just spits a loogie at you when you're thinking <laughs> you're gonna get something hot uh okay so it's a, it's a cold loogie shower and she is even less stoked with her situation after that yeah. happens she gets <laughs> real like she looks like she's on the verge of barfing yeah. for obvious reasons uh we go back to officer john and mark is being a total weirdo when he gets a call about the steam hose burning the three women <laughs> what? and mark's like can i come along yeah that's weird police. that he wanted to come along but another question he's got is, nothing going on in his life the- man the hose is just a workplace accident. Why the hell is the cops called? I don't know. That's like somebody getting hurt at work, and it's just like, okay, yeah, I guess go there's, to the ER because no you got reason. hurt. Why is the cop even called at all? Like Especially, the death makes sense. We had a death, like right. Again, because <laughs> the the thing that's even stranger about this is that we're later informed that the police are under control of the they're bought on his payroll bought and sold and it's like well why would you have the person who's working for them call the one person who is not on the payroll yeah to go out and investigate this thing if he had called a third party if he had paid someone at the laundry to be like all right if you hear anything weird Here's here's fifty bucks. That would make sense. Yes. Be yes, like, yep. this something here's something here's weird. You get you. I call can't trust me. the police force. Yeah. I can't exactly. trust anybody. And then they call him. Like one of the girls like sneaks off and calls him on the phone and is like, "Hey, there's perfect. There was a terrible accident and she's in the burn ward right now. Yep. Like perfect. Instead, it's the police. So bizarre. Yeah, go to the hospital where that doctor that was also on our payroll is because we want you not investigating us. So, go what? Yeah, she. Okay, so he broken part. This is a. This is just a wonderful opportunity for some cool burn makeup. She's all fucked up, and uh, he goes to visit, and they. 
this is a great scene because they only get around to giving her painkillers when the cop shows up. Yeah. She's been there for hours. Yeah. And the cop shows up and she's like, can you give me painkillers maybe? And they're like, oh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, hold on. Let me go get some. Yeah. It's like, dude, the she's missing half her skin. He's just taking his sweet ass time. Yeah. And Which all of... Maybe he, maybe he was doing that on purpose because he's part of the yeah. cult. Trying to get her to die from it maybe i don't know maybe they're, Either, maybe they're just a bad hospital yeah um <laughs> so john asks her if this has ever happened before and she st- and she says it all started when sherry bled on the mangler uh and also she also says it's really weird because uh she's not allowed to go on dates and the and bill keeps her from doing anything and he's always watching over her like he wants to keep her a virgin get it Women have crazy ideas, huh? Like, this is just the most unnatural dialogue, too. And then, yeah, John heads back to his house, and one of the neighbors is in the road acting weird. It's a woman looking for her son, who's in the icebox. And so he and Mark go back back to Mark's place. Which he just completely ignores her. Yeah. Why is there a lady calling out somebody's name in the middle of the road at night? And he's just like, oh, fuck that. (laughs) I'm going for a nice cold burr. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I've done my time today. I've looked yeah. at a lady in a hospital. Uh, I'm off the clock, buddy. I, I went to go see a workplace injury in a hospital for no reason. Uh, can't help a citizen who's yeah, actually in need right now. He's not that kind of public servant. Uh, so he tells uh, Mark tells John that the machine is probably possessed. John is not convinced. So. It's quitting time back in Manglerville, and the boss's consort sees the Mangler sparking and doing more Ghostbusters shit when nobody is around. And she's like, hmm, I should stick my head in this. <laughs> and uh, and then says something about her finger, interestingly. Which I was like, oh, did she lose her finger? I don't remember this part. Who did this? Uh, the consort. So, uh, Ben Lansu. Lin Su. Uh, whatever. So, some, oh, sort yeah. of, some sort of hee-haw name. She gets, she gradually turns into like a Power Rangers villain through this thing somehow. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like her transformation uh, because she's, you know, she starts off and she's not into it and then she's crazy. <laughs> um. So, okay. John finally gets drunk enough that he's starting to believe the story that Mark's dropping. The story futzes around, and we get real occult stuff mixed with fake occult stuff. We get this this fake made-up version of what a Hand of Glory is. Well, I mean, it's all made up, but historically made up. The Hand of Glory is the hand of a felon that is cut off and turned into a candle and is used to put people to sleep. That is its purpose. It's used by, like, burglars in stories and things like that. It is News to me. That is, it's like, it's like they pickle the hand and then douse it in wax or something and then light it on fire. Okay. It's like, some people say that it's like the hand of someone who uh, committed patricide, I think, is one of them, but sometimes it's just a felon. Okay. So, obviously, it doesn't actually work. None of, all of this is bullshit. It's, all that stuff is bullshit, but this, you know. It's bullshit, Mark. It's reality. Reality bullshit. Bullshit reality. (laughs) But in this, the hand of glory, it's even different than the story. The hand of glory is literally a different name for Belladonna, which is not right, but fine. 
that's fine. It's not. In fine. this, we'll just we'll just accept that that's fine. You can accept it. Okay. And so, he says, "Well, you know, we can <laughs> we could probably just exercise a demon out of this thing, right?" Yeah, because I mean, they're obviously exorcists and slandry folding machines, obviously. Full of chock a block, chock a block with evil, chock block of devils. Uh. Yep. All right. So John finds out that Gartley is the legal guardian of the girl, and he and Mark pays a visit, pay a visit to stately Gartley Manor, and John comes over and fawns over some weird dolls, and there's a really weird scene. In That's the house. another question I have in this movie. What is up with the foreman, uh, Spanner, and Gartley? They like live at that place. They never leave the factory once this whole movie. Like it doesn't matter what time of day it is, they're there. Like, yeah. Why? Like Gartley has this beautiful house. What the hell is he hanging out with Lin Su at the stupid factory for? Like, why would you want to be at the factory anyway? Because he's got to make sacrifices. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um. Yeah. I do not know. I would picture like I get it him being the tyrant there during the work day, but everybody's gone. Like, what are you still hanging out in your office for? Go home. You have a mansion. <laughs> Again, this is where we get the the fake version of the story, leading us to maybe conjecture that she's lying and that she actually is in on this. But she describes the Ghostbusters lightning. Yep. And Mark asks her if she's a virgin. And then John's like, how could you you ask that? And drags her out really quickly. He's like, he asks him if he's a pervert. And Mark's response is, it doesn't matter if I'm a pervert. It's like, that's not a denial. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying you did not say no. Are you a registered sex? Are you a sex offender? That's not important It doesn't matter if I'm a sex offender. (laughs) Actually, that's kind of what you're going door to door knocking on them for. I think it is important that you say uh, so they pull up to the neighbor's house and everybody's standing around. There's ambulance and fire and everything. The strike it on your walls. What is it? Some kind of possessed icebox? <laughs> oh, crap it is. <laughs> uh, and whatever is up with this icebox, we don't know. There's no way to understand, but a little kid suffocated inside of it. And that fucking storm crow of a heavy makeup photographer is here somehow. Like, dude. The second something terrible happens, that yeah, guy just man. appears mystically, which is... He's got an eye for it. Which I love. For, yeah. It's, it's, it's another a trait. It's another magical realist element of this weird-ass story that, like, if they leaned heavier into that kind of stuff, yep. it would have been great. But they did not. Uh, there's a huge bloody handprint that only Mark notices yeah. on the side of this thing. Uh, and... He's like, is this one? This is the same one? The same one that fell over in the... <laughs> <laughs> no, Give me it's a the, hammer. It's the other icebox with the weird coil thing on top of it that just appeared out of nowhere today. Yes. That, yeah, in 19, 1995, the, the, yeah. the other icebox that people have kicking around in 1995. Do you have a hammer? <laughs> uh, <laughs> would this 12-pound would this, uh, sledge do? Yeah, that... Weird, I asked for a hammer, and you gave me the exact thing that I needed, and it wasn't what I asked for. (laughs) Crazy. Thank you so much. I'm going to beat the shit out of this thing like a total psychopath. Is that cool? I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. (laughs) And so he does. He beats the shit out of this icebox, which... And decapitates it. (laughs) (laughs) It's great because he is acting like a total psychopath. Oh, yeah. And... 
everyone around him is going, uh, what's wrong with this cop? <laughs> Except for Mark, who, like, they keep cutting back to reaction shots of Mark, and Mark's like, yeah, buddy, yeah, yeah hit it with hit, the hammer, hit it some keep more. doing it, yeah, this is great. He's an enabler. <laughs> he's, uh, really, he's like, <laughs> all of the worst impulses of this idiot, he just follows him around trying to get him to yeah. do terrible shit. Maybe he's actually really mad that he killed his sister, and so he's getting him in trouble. And I'm gonna John drive this guy e- crazy. He doesn't even believe in any of this possession shit or anything. Oh my god! This, this whole this whole exorcist kit he ordered out of the back of a comic book. Perfect. <laughs> no one else. John's the only one seeing any of this. He has totally gaslit him into abject insanity, and now he's hallucinating this entire thing. Love it. That's a way better. We've, we've been of the making story. we've been making this such a better movie. <laughs> so once he once he finally smashes the once he decapitates it, as you yeah. say, there's literally a top to it. If he was a cute little robot, that would be his adorable little head with the <laughs> antenna on it, and he just smacks the top you off. You killed it. beep boop, <laughs> and the be- the ghosts that live inside poor beep boop all fly out. They're like we're free, and it's like poltergeist tornadoes flying out and the the old photographer's like old picture man is like wow i ain't never seen nothing like that yeah. click 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 he thanks him for it later he's like thank you for showing me the ghost i've never like, seen a ghost never seen something like that click 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 my yeah. teeth uh yeah. so amazing i don't know why he's in the movie but i'm glad he's there like he he serves no purpose whatsoever but i love that he's in the movie <laughs> the uh, cameraman yeah well, I mean, he's got the book and he knows the town history that leads him to know that Gartley's been killing people. He could have since found it. that in Gartley's house. Yeah. They could have snuck around the house oh, yeah. and found that thing. Um, so, uh, John tells the state trooper to burn the icebox and bury it and then put a stake <laughs> through its heart, which I thought was really funny. I thought that was a great line. As was he's, It was delivered really well. He, he did a really great job of delivering those lines. Uh John's convinced now, for obvious reasons, he's seen crazy Ghostbuster shit, and so he wants Michael to help him do an exorcism. Mark goes home to bed, and John takes off to visit the morgue. Uh, the old lady's there, and the weirdo at the morgue has stitched her back together. For what purpose? Be open. He is in a morgue. That is not... A funeral home? That is not ah. a funeral home. He's in a morgue. He's supposed to weigh the organs. He's supposed to check for, like, it, it, this is a crime lab, essentially. Did you realize... Why is he did, stitching it together? Did you know that the mortician is the picture man? No, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I like that. I mean, he is unrecognizable. Yeah, totally. That It's neat. I didn't know it either until I saw the credits, you know. I'm going to say... Uh, in the plus column for this movie. Again, I like this movie. Me too. Um, but in the plus column for this movie, the makeup effects are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I watched it on Blu-ray, and even then, I think the makeup stands up, and that is a hard thing to do. I also strangely watched an HD version of this because my tape wouldn't rewind for some reason. I, my my Prob- did a kid suffocate inside oh, it? Oh, crap. Ah, oh, great. No, I had the tape and it was on the credits. You know, I went to rewind it and it wouldn't rewind. I, I pressed play and it plays the credits, but my VCR wouldn't rewind it. I ejected it, tried a different VCR, still wouldn't rewind it. I don't know why it won't go backwards, but 
so I wasn't able to watch my tape. So, I, I mean, I'll fix it eventually. <laughs> I think you probably spilled virgin blood on it and then put Tums inside it. Fuck. That's what you did, wasn't it? I didn't realize. Uh, yes. You were, you yes. were drinking virgin <laughs> blood and, uh, and eating antacids while you were watching the movie, and that just did it. My up. specialty antacids. I got it at the food co-op. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Made with the best belladonna money can buy. <laughs> so... All I'm saying is, this weirdo in the morgue stitched that lady up for shits and giggles in his spare time. Fair enough. Like, that was like a pet project that was not part of his job. He is a morgue for Rikers Valley, Maine. I'm sure he's got some time on his hands. He does probably have some time (laughs) on his hands. Uh, Okay, so we get the part where John steals the lady's antacids out of her purse he chews some while he's sitting there the picture man shows up from out of nowhere and takes a photo of him again pretty cool just appearing from out of nowhere um he also mentions casually that he's dying yeah which okay it feels so random yeah i don't understand what the What's the significance of him there dying? Isn't it's just here's the thing. This movie's an hour forty five. It should be eighty. Like we don't need this guy's plot. This guy could just he's like he dies just so he can be like go to my office. I left something for you. Just fucking yeah. dying thing and just give him the book. It's so weird. Why is it even wrapped up in wrapping paper? Like so so another so time very waster. Weird. Yeah, I don't get it. Just okay. be like come see me in my office. I've got something crazy that I've been working on for years because he's been doing that for years. Like, and it seems like it would make so much more. Yeah. It'd be make so much more sense than fucking him reading his wife's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Newspaper clipping. With the John goes back to the laundry, breaks in by climbing up to the second story window. No stunt guy. Pretty dope. Mm. Was pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, he pretty smooth until he falls on his face. Uh, he then goes you're down. going after Robert Englund without a search warrant. You all know how that goes. Yep. Jesus. He should have just burned down the factory. You want a Springwood Slasher? That's how you get a Springwood Slasher. <laughs> uh, so he's going to... Uh, he's going to go down. But this guy... This is a cool, calm, collected, smart cop who knows now 100% he is convinced... That the mangler is possessed of a demon and is killing people. Okay? So his so, first move? I'm going to lean on it. Stick, with my back to it. He sticks his fucking head in it. <laughs> first thing when he gets down there, he sticks his fucking head in it. Like, whole head. Climbs into it. And then it doesn't eat him. And he's like, oh, well, they didn't eat me then, so I'll turn around <laughs> and just kind of hang out. Do, 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 do. Whoa, it's oh, got it's me. Oh, it's jacket. <laughs> Oh, so he takes his jacket off, right? No, he takes his gun out and shoots his jacket. Fuck. That way he doesn't have a gun, which is funny that they're like, aha, now he doesn't have a gun. And it's like, there was no point when a gun would have come in handy. No. <laughs> so I don't know why. The Mangler ate his gun. The Mangler of all things should like be able to turn into a gun and have bullets shooting out of it at the would end. Would have been great if it just <laughs> was like, ah, you can't get through this wall, can you? Oh, yeah? It pulls out a gun with its little claw hand out of its belly and shoots him with it. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so he does. He shoots holes in his jacket and rips it off. Hilarious. 
but he does a great job. Like the physical acting in the scene oh, is yeah. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. He's a great physical actor because he's a brute. That yeah. dude is a fucking house. So it doesn't hurt to have somebody like that who's like a really like athletic dude doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Stanner comes in with a grocery bag because I guess he was just going yeah. grocery shopping for the factory. I, again, what is this dude? This is at <laughs> night. What are you doing here, Spanner? You probably worked from 7 a.m. to, you know. I think what he, are you doing here? I think he lives there. Yeah. I think the foreman lives in the factory. But, I mean, we have no proof of that. We never see his place. What is Gardy still doing there at? He does live there. Yeah. He absolutely does live there. So, girl lives alone in the mansion? Which seems like a stupid idea if he's if he's always to... trying to keep his yeah it makes no sense dude yeah okay <laughs> it's just another thing that doesn't make any sense but uh okay so john proving that he's just a total dick he's the uh the foreman's like hey man you broke in you're not yeah. supposed to be here and he's like punch yeah <laughs> and again these two are like fucking rock'em sock'em robots the two of them look like pro wrestlers yeah. so like they're both these giant houses of dudes so when he hits him it's just a big like it's like a predator moment he's like punched in the face like huh sure don't like being punched in the <laughs> face i'll tell you what but you know it doesn't phase him very much and then uh john gets through and he talks to uh to the owner gets up to bill's office threatens him Owner threatens him back. John threatens to beat up the old invalid. Com- <laughs> comic book villain speech here. I've got the power. This like, is power. He's like, is that a threat? Are you threatening me? Yeah. I'll shove those crutches right up your ass, old man. Mold your ass. What, I'll what shove I, those crutches I, right I, up your mold your ass. <laughs> yes. He does mumble it. <laughs> uh he also does say, yeah, he says some weird shit about power, kind of implying that he knows about the occult yeah. elements of the plot. Uh, he says, there's a little bit of me inside that machine. Everybody has to make sacrifices. Mm. And so John leaves and he's stoked to have a beefy guy there because he can punch him again. So he punches him again. Uh <laughs> Uh, he punches him one more time, just just for good measure. There's literally no reason for him no. to do it, just because he was mad and he's taking it out on this guy, and it's hilarious that he's taking it out on this guy who totally can take it because he's just like, okay, yeah, I, all right, you Finally, feel better. I've been sick of punching twerps all day. <laughs> Normally, I kill people by punching them. Um, so Gartley has a heart to heart with George. Uh, and he's like, George is like, that machine killed your daughter. Yeah. And look at what it's done to you. Which meaning probably that it's what broke his legs. That machine killed your daughter 50 years ago. <laughs> oh. So what has he done for the other 16? Is it every 16 years or? I don't know. George has worked there for 15, he said. So, huh. So maybe it's. Maybe it's every 50 years that you have to make a sacrifice and it's a 16-year-old and it's all all these times just have to line up. I mean, there's a lot of... I'm sure there's some numerology bullshit going on because yep. uh, they claim, uh, at least, that uh, the name of the of the factory that, it's, that the Mangler was made in has six letters, six letters, and then a six in the oh, center. Yep. It's like, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. But, um, 
That is that is one but, of the fun facts that are floating around on the internet, even though it sounds like a real stretch to me. Although it is weird that it's two words and then a six in the middle of a mephitic device, so uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, okay, so George really, he's really conflicted. He hates the machine, but he's also a company man. So that's that's the angle that we're going for here. Gartley gets a, gets on his old timey phone like he's a real Mr. Burns. Oh yeah. Like he he has a switchboard yep. that he activates where he literally takes like a co- like a uh, an instrument cable and plugs it in. Oh, I love this. So he calls he calls the sheriff Eddie Owens and he's like, "Get your boy off this case." Yeah. I love the conversation for So then the sheriff reaches uh mumbles on the phone there yep. on, and the, on the CB in his car and he's just like, "Get off this case." <laughs> and mumbles is like no he's like okay well then you're suspended he's like still gonna do it he's like okay well now you're terminated kiss your goodbye goodbye. like damn that escalated fast (laughs) (laughs) you just fired a guy over the police radio okay it's it's especially good because like there are people who are listening to that yeah so people can hear the police band yep so they heard him basically say yes i am working for this this evil villain yep yes i am completely corrupt and now, when you go back to the police union and say, "Why? Okay, uh, so show me the three strikes that you had that uh, yeah. that you were written up for. You have to be written up three times. Uh, I wasn't written up at all. Oh, yeah. okay. What did he do? Oh, he fired me because uh, I wouldn't. I said he was being paid for by the laundry guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're reinstated. Yep. <laughs> because we're the union, and he can't do that. And we're his boss, so go fuck yourself. Yep. And that's exactly how it would go down. So <laughs> it Crazy. probably didn't matter. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so in the bedroom, the prostitute with the missing finger is getting weird. She looks in the mirror and she says she's getting sick. Gartley brings her to the brings her the death certificate for his daughter, and he calls it his passport to hell or something. This is all just exposition and, and I mean, clunky as fuck it is and it but it's it's like, also i got so, something to show you like, why because what? because she's go, because she's signing a contract with the she's devil she's gonna be yeah what, as soon his as assistant now or well, yeah okay so it's basically he's like it's time for you to join the family or some shit like that and it's like so we find out that i've known you for a week right he has a literal contract with the devil yeah and so she doesn't know what's going on. He puts her hand on it and sells her soul to the devil. Now, listen, far be it for me to question whatever deal God and Satan have going on here. But it seems to me if you sign a Faustian bargain under duress, it should not be admissible in Elysian court. Mm. Like, am I am I crazy on that point? It feels like you can't just jam somebody's hand on a piece of paper. No. And it's like, oh, your soul's gone. <laughs> yeah, sucker. Uh, sucker. Like, that's not a deal with the devil. You no. have to actively want it. That's not a bargain. That's just like you, you fucking tricked somebody. Into, yeah. That's like not it, even a trick just by force. Like, boop, boop. <laughs> it's like the it's like if the popcorn trick with your dick in the bottom of the bucket <laughs> sold your soul to the devil. <laughs> that's not fair. Oh, me touch my wiener. Uh, touch my wiener. You're going to hell. <laughs> you're going to hell. <laughs> uh, OK. Coming soon. Hell, wiener. Uh, Let's see. All right. So back with the crazy occultist neighbor boyfriend 
brother-in-law, whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> he's ready for the exorcism. He's like, don't worry. This is going to be a piece of cake. I got the host. I got a Bible. I got all this stuff. Boring, boring, boring. Cut this he's, scene. He's like, don't you worry. I mean, I've got a Bible. I'm going to take care of this shit. This is going to yeah. be a piece of cake. I mean, unless somehow... The thing was summoned by, a, uh, I mean, a hand of glory, which, I mean, <laughs> like, what is, it? I mean, <laughs> uh, that's not even possible. I mean, but if it were, if that did happen, you could eat a stack of Bibles for breakfast <laughs> and then still polish off like two Denny's Grand Slams, like, with like an extra side of sausage. It'd be totally fine. He wouldn't even get an upset stomach. But we don't need to worry about that. But we don't need to worry about that. Uh, And now George is having a real Stephen King moment with the mangler. (laughs) He's like, he drank an entire bottle of booze of like whiskey straight. And he's like ordering one of the guys to dismantle the mangler. He's like, "Ah, pull all the breakers, shut everything down, get a screwdriver and take the screws out. I'm going to put my hand right into this gear. <laughs> well, he is drunk as fuck. Yeah, so that makes well, sense. He's like drunk as fuck, but he's not acting it, which is weird. Like when sure. he when he talks, he's not like he drank enough that you would be noticeably like. And he, he isn't. He's just making poor decisions. But when he talks, he does. He just sounds fine. So I kind of, I, kind I mean, of feel like he mailed that one in. It, it, he's he's under a lot of stress. <laughs> his blood pressure is counteracting his drunkenness. Uh, but guess what? Doesn't Whoops. work. He gets sucked in. Uh, Sherry begs Gartley to do something, so he does a little dance, which was probably Love one that. of one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Agreed. I'll do something. I'll do a little dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and <laughs> it takes forever, but uh, his little helper there, he's like, "Get the axe." Yeah, and it's like finally gets up the the courage to cut George's arm off and he does he takes a fire axe chops his arm off and he gets out before he can be eaten but I think he still bleeds to he death he just bleeds to death anyway yep he did which is very sad by spanner it's very sad sherry is disturbed by witnessing this she gets in her cabriolet and drives away and goes and showers off all the blood <laughs> now we're back with picture man and he's dying he says, there's a present downstairs for you, John. You need to exercise your demon. Yep. I'm dead. I'm going to spit blood at the camera because it looks cool, I guess. It does look cool. Uh, Mark and John go downstairs and Mark nearly starts a fire. I don't get that. I don't get that. Like They found his body. None of the medical police, people like shut the stove off with a totally noticeable flame. They don't care. care. Uh, Picture Man has kept every photo of someone who's died in any kind of accident in the town, including Johnny's wife who died in a car accident. Uh, Johnny finds his present wrapped up in brown paper. It's a photo album of all the people dying at 16 years old. They're all the kids of rich people. Turns out that all the rich people in this town sacrifice their children for wealth and power. And that's just kind of how it works. Uh, you, All you do is you stick a 16-year-old kid in the mangler and you get rich. Yep. Uh, and he's like, he did say that we all have to make sacrifices. Human sacrifice. We fucking got it. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's like. Beat us over the head with it more. Please. <laughs> please, please hit me one more time. Uh, John calls Sherry and tells her to stay in the house, which is insane. 
that's the house where Gartley lives. Yeah, why don't you just go there and pick her up right now? Why don't you tell her to run? Yeah. <laughs> run and hide someplace. Or hide, I'm coming to get you. Yeah, yeah. Like. But that didn't work because uh, she's turning 16. So it Bill shows up at the house with a heart-shaped cake for her birthday. She's, it's time to stuff her in the mangler. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newly Satanized consort smacks Sherry with a two by four. I, I love that. Which was funny as yes. hell. I honestly, I could not get enough of crazy lady. Yeah. She just pops in. She's like, Oh, Hey bonk. <laughs> but like her acting with her hair, like yep. everything that she like, she tossed her head sideways, like super, uh, that's what I said. It's a power Rangers villain. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, she's like really crazy. Yeah. She reminds me of Bellatrix Lestrange from the, the Harry Potter movies. Like she's very, she's just like, she's such a comedic villain. It's really fun. It's and really I would fun. Love it's a shame see... that there's not more of her. Exactly. Like, this she is what should've... this movie does. It, it, it'll, it'll give you something that yep. could be really cool, but only just doesn't give you enough of it. I would have, I would have loved, and honestly, I would have loved it if they amped her makeup a yeah, little bit yep. more. Like she already was like verging on looking like Typhoid Mary from the yeah, Daredevil exactly. comics. Yep. And it's like just, just give, go full nine. I just say, come yeah. on, up like two percent more. <laughs> yep. Okay, twenty percent more. You know, more crazy. But she's awesome. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Still that fucking two by four scene. Yeah. Laughed out loud. Uh, Bill and his buddies, Bill and his little buddy, stuff the 16-year-old into the mangler as payment for his... What is this? I don't fucking know. Because he says, now it's time to... It's time to choose. I have to choose between you or me, and obviously I'm going to choose me. So I don't know if that's going to give him more years of life, or... He said, it's time to it's time to pay the bill, or check out, Check or... out, turn in your dance card. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't, like... What is he getting? He's already... I don't know what he he's has... getting, because he's already freaking old as fuck. Like, I don't know if that's keeping him alive. That's the only reason that he is still alive, like... Does he get to live another... Is he, is he, again, yeah, is he like 100 plus years old right now, but still just looking like... That? I don't know. Uh, and it just seems like, what are you even living for, dude? You just live in this shitty laundry factory all day. Like, well, you know that... Uh, you see, if this had been handled by a smarter person who was writing it, like a Clive Barker or somebody, <laughs> you'd be looking at him going, I've seen hell, and I'm not going. You know, yeah. like... He'd be doing everything he can. That's the only to, reason to keep staying alive. Is to, yes. He's like, this is this is bad, but I've seen what I've seen what's waiting for me. Yep. So I can't go. And there. I yeah. can't. I'm not okay. going. Yeah, that'd be that would make sense. And that would be something you could say, you know, in dialogue, like yep. a really good writer might say, <laughs> like a Stephen King say, for example, <laughs> if he had gotten a pass at this, but he was never going to take a pass at this. Mm. Um. So. Uh, people show up, a fight ensues, Mark nearly gets fed into the mangler, but then he throws Lin Su in. And it's super anticlimactic. It's, it's just, it's, it, it also, the mangler seems to eat some people really fast and some people really slow. I wish there was more consistency in that, because like, the other people could fight it off, like Lin Su just got in, it was like a vacuum cleaner, it was like, Whoop. <laughs> bye. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Why didn't he do that the last yeah. few times? Um, and I, and I, and know she was on your side. <laughs> I'm gendering him as a, he only because of the four penises. I know that's not right, but 
he does have four giant penises. So, with the mangler, the mangler. Oh, okay. So that's a guess. I will call him they instead. Um, let's see. Mark starts the exorcism. Yay! Uh, they get some spooky reactions from the machine, but nothing's working. They throw some stuff in there. It's like oh. They start yelling together, and it's like every exorcism movie. It's, that's why I hate exorcism movies because they're all like this. It's it's the same thing. It's like it's just watching it forever. Going, oh, 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 I'm oh, reading a Bible. I'm right. saying get out. I'm reading a Bible. I'm saying get out. Oh, sprinkle water. Blah, right, blah, blah. sure. Oh, and so that's, boring. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> and then it does the same thing that it does in every exorcism movie, where it's like, oh, uh, you're I'm, back. I'm done now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we've beaten the demon forever. I was just Fooled kidding. You. I'm like double strong. <laughs> I've got like double stuff demon. <laughs> Uh, dumb stuff. Um, <laughs> Oreos, double demon, <laughs> demon stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. And this, yeah, so yeah, they exercise the demon. They think it's all good until he brings out the acids, which is like, which I hate this whole thing because it's not. I thought I missed something at first, and I kind of did because I didn't get it. And then it's like, once I finally did get it, I still don't get it. Like, what a the whole point what a is, dumb contrivance that there'd yeah. be. Yeah. It's. Did you get those from Mrs. Frawley? I think we may be fucked. Yeah, what? Because, I mean, I guess they're just assuming that Mrs. Frawley had eaten a bunch of these things and that they were in her system when it went through. And so for some reason that would make a hand of glory, but it didn't happen. At the, if this is supposed to be a spell, the two things have to happen simultaneously. Those are, you, two, are you Mark now? It's, but come on! I mean, th- that's not how it works. Yeah, it, it's time delay. Right. Maybe they're time delay antacids, so it took like a week for and it to process Frawley's stuff. And also, I mean, not to not to be Mark here, but also a spell. Again, it's all made up bullshit. But in any version of spells, it requires a will behind it. Mm-hmm. You're exerting your will on something. You're not accidentally. It's not like every time somebody like a bat falls onto a pile of wolfsbane, you know, it creates a spell. You're actively making something and putting your 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 will into the thing. Yeah. This is just a thing that happened. So maybe maybe the mangler was casting the spell. Maybe that was it. Maybe it's trying to summon a demon into itself. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Neither does the movie. Neither does the movie. The Mangler <laughs> explodes, and it reveals that it's just a shitty 90s CD-ROM computer uh, animation. It's like, it's a big crab robot thing, and it looks terrible. Which which I thought was awesome when I watched it when I was 15, to be honest with you. but uh, Really? I hated it. Uh, I, I mean, it I looks thought, like the Brave Little Toaster to me. But. I, it does look really stupid, but I, I thought it was cool because I wasn't expecting that. And you're not expecting that. No, that's fair. You, you, for, the last thing you're expecting is this thing that is as big as a, I don't know, like a warehouse to come alive and be sure. like a moving monster. And you're like, oh my gosh. But, but then, yeah, but then they just run into complete set trapping design like oh here's a gigantic hallway we can run down with this yeah, thing yeah. and come down the hallway like oh. and then i guess this place was built on a portal to hell Man, because the hell there's literally a shit? staircase to hell it's in the so basement dumb. we get one of them like eldritch catacomb type spooky but it doesn't lead to August hell it just Durlith leads to right thing. outside a normal manhole like 
they go like they go like 50 stories underground and then just pop out like, like nothing right that scene that little scene setting that's like it just shows a, an eternity yeah, down. yeah 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 it's like a staircase that goes for infinity and yes. then they're like okay well we're gonna get out here boop <laughs> and so okay so yeah so you want to talk about fucking confusing <laughs> what happens okay so hold on all right so uh, Sherry eventually tries to feed herself to the to the monster. Yeah, Sherry does a whole like, oh, it just wants me. It just me. wants me. Let me go in, and so she loses her finger in it. Uh, it's an important plot point for later. It is okay. Uh, but then they get away. They hide someplace where they fall into something. I guess they go down that entire. It, kill, it, it kills Mark. It rips Mark in half in, a, in an right. admittedly cool yeah. effect. That was cool. Um, yeah, then they run down the staircase, and it's following him down the staircase, and then he's like, Our job! Did, did they fall to the bottom of that infinite staircase? Yes, they jumped. That's it, insane. Yeah, it is. And the bottom, That was like a mile down. Yes, and the bottom has water, so they just splash down. They're fine. Then they climb but out of that. It then, can't go down. It can go down every single other part of it, but it can't go down that. It goes down into the water. It falls behind them. Like, that's the death of the mangler. It just goes, bloop, into the water. And then it, it's like, we're done now. breathes fire at it. And then we see a snake kind of thing that was tiny. Like, an arm of the thing. It was so small. Oh, whatever that fell all was? In, whatever thought, fell in the water was tiny. I thought it was the mangler itself that just fell behind them. In I the mean, it, maybe that's what it was supposed to be. But then it was just like, boop, done. Like, I don't get this second chance. De- I Like... Like you said, yeah, they exercised it. Oh, oh, well, fooled you. I'm still alive, but then it just falls into a water. Or if it, if it, if you're saying it wasn't the thing that fell in the water, what did? I. It doesn't matter because nothing freaking happens. It just falls in the water, and then they just climb out of the sewer, and they're like, "Up, oh, all done here." Yeah. Like what? Why did the Why did the thing even come back to life if it's not gonna? If they didn't have it to stop it in any way? I, I do not understand. Whatever. They climb out of the manhole like a couple of fucking common ninja turtles, and. <laughs> They're safe for reasons that no one can explain. We go to the hospital and find out that Sherry's all right, but she's lost a lot of blood because she put a piece of herself inside the mangler. Don't trust people who are missing body parts in this town. Uh, John drives home dangerously. And and the doctor waves goodbye to him with a missing finger. So it's like, oh, yeah, he's in on it. Yep. And... uh, so and we get a uh, he gets the a package from the picture man from J. Jonah Jameson picture man. And it says there's a saying back in Rikers Valley that says beware of people missing body parts. Cause there's a piece of each of them in the demon and there's a piece of the demon inside each of them. Uh, that, and Smucker's brand fruit spread is uh, really good on toast. Pepperidge Farm toast made down home the way people used to. I'm sorry, what was I talking about? Oh, right, the demon that's inside the toast. Now, there's there's a rumor about toast in this town. It's whole wheat toast. Wrap this movie up! <laughs> and it's organic. Oh, it's organic, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Even your wicked brother-in-law will love it. Uh, back in Rikers Valley, <laughs> there's a legend of a toast. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we go back to the mangler, and uh, looks like it's all rebuilt, and it's doing fine. It's folding away, and there's a new owner. 
John's there to give her some flowers and the say, new owner happens to be Sherry. He shows up. He's got a little sad looking fucking Charlie Brown bouquet. It looks like he just picked it out front of the weeds. Like it's it looks like he picked it last week, left it on the dashboard <laughs> of his car in the sun yeah. and then brought it in. It's all wilted and pathetic. And so she waves to him, missing a finger. And she's and he's acting like, just like her uncle. Like, ah, get to work. Blah, blah, blah. It's just like, what? And again, like we talked about earlier, if, if they had this soft flashback kind of ending where it was like, she put all of us into motion so she could be in charge, this would make sense. Alone, without that, this doesn't make sense. It like, doesn't because... She said she didn't want to work there. She didn't even want anything to do with that freaking place. Because now she's, she's like running it? We already know that it's not about just putting a piece of yourself into the mangler you can put a piece of yourself into the mangler and be fine i mean it made the girl sick but it was putting her handprint on the contract with the devil that made her a servant of Mm -hmm. satan essentially so she had to have gone into his closet and been like ah fuck uh this just isn't working out. You know what? I went, I applied for some other jobs and it's not working out. I'm going to sell my soul to Satan. Sign me up. I'm into it. Yeah. So she does. And uh, John decides to get the fuck out of Dodge and he bails. I assume he moves to another town. Far, far, far Weak ending. Some place that has no laundry. He just hops in his Jeep and drives away. Cool. (laughs) Cool movie. Like, Really? That's the best you got, man. After after an hour and forty five, that's the best you got. We're driving my Jeep driveway by. Yep. <laughs> it's like, hey Siri, show me a place that doesn't have any. Uh... <laughs> Throw my flowers in the trash can too. <laughs> any laundries? Thanks. Okay. Yeah. And I'll drive there. Yep. Very sad. So that's the mangler. That's the mangler. I like it. And I hate it. And I hate it. Uh, that's the thing, man. It's very. It's 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 so tough to describe because I want to say overall it's a mediocre movie, but it tries so hard that it's hard not to respect its effort. <laughs> if that makes sense, like I would say it, that I would say that this this falls into that into that elusive category of a b- good bad film mm-hmm. where it is they made so many mistakes like just absolutely legitimately this does not make sense from point a to point b kind of mistakes that it's bad yep but it's ambitious it has fun scenes yes the whole the whole plot is fun the acting is great yep the acting is crazy the casting is weird as hell you've got this weird mush mouth giant detective it's really bizarre (laughs) like it it's like they had cast it for it to be Rowdy Roddy Piper. Like this movie, honestly, I gotta say, would have played better with Rowdy Roddy Piper as the main. Yeah. Holy shit. And, he, and again, I don't want to shit on Ted Levine for this, but like, no, I just he's don't. Great. He's a great actor. Period. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just don't. And it's and again, I don't even think it's him. I think it's just maybe it's a little him because you're kind is. of mumbling, and the mumbling kind of gets annoying. But uh. It, it's like funny I said before, because like I, said I didn't before. know that that was just his voice. I thought that was his voice in Silence of the yeah. Lambs, that he was just putting that voice on. I want to watch Silence of the Lambs now after watching this. Uh, because it, everybody who watches Silence of the Lambs thinks he's doing a weird voice because he's like dressing up in the mirror. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. 
and it's like you just think he's being a fucking weirdo and then it's like oh no this oh, is what, what this sound dude like? talks like all the time <laughs> uh but yeah but as i said earlier yeah it just it bums me out watching somebody just constantly being a pickle puss like yeah, it's agree. just negative to see yeah agree. so yeah. he's kind of a turnoff i wish i wish our hero was more a little more or less yeah I, and because they add things, he's he's supposed to be like all bummed out because his wife's sure. dead, with racked with guilt. But it's just like that doesn't really factor in it at does all. Does not. That so it's is like why give him that story and just make him a pickle puss the whole time? Right. I mean, if you were making him an alcoholic, and yep. they kind of hint to it, but it's not like they really go down that road. Yeah. If he was a like, he a, just he just talks about beer a lot. Too much. I, he talks about it, but it's like we see him drink all of seven beers in the fucking mm-hmm. in the course of a month in yep. the movie. It's or, not like he's flasking it. Yeah, no. He should, if he was, if they wanted to go that route, he should be washing the tums down with the exactly. flask. Yeah, but he he's should not. have a flask. He yep. should have a bottle in his glove compartment or something. You know, like th- there should be something. Yeah, I, it's the weirdest movie because it is. This movie should be one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and it just simply isn't for no. for reasons that almost seem inexplicable. It's Toby Hooper, who, as much as I love him, he's got a mixed bag. Oh, very. I mean, he's he's a real Wes Craven when it comes to this stuff. I where he has like made where he has made some very very bad movies, yeah. and some of the best things that he's done that were not Texas Chainsaw a lot of it can be credited to other people. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, set decoration on Chainsaw wasn't even him, I don't think, right? So, like... Po- I don't know, but I, I will... 80% I will, of Texas Chainsaw was set deck, too. I will forever love Texas, too, though. Yeah, same. As a, as a 100% perfect movie in my book. Yeah, yeah. Was that... <laughs> Toby Hooper directed that, too, right? Texas, too, yeah, yeah. 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 So, he's I've got, got... zero complaints He's got skills. I mean, <laughs> the, undeniably, he has skills. Oh, yeah. I mean, like... Even though Poltergeist was probably mostly Steven Spielberg, uh, or at least a, a good portion of it was Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg, it's a great movie. I love Chainsaw, yeah. Both Chainsaws are great movies. Funhouse is a great movie. Yeah, Funhouse is fun. Uh, Funhouse drags. It does a little. I but mean, it's, it's, it's got Eaten it's got Alive to... is inexplicable. Eaten Alive is like a movie that I'm like, did I really watch that? Is this real? <laughs> did you really make that? <laughs> I. I don't know what this is about. I mean, I guess yeah. it's about a fucking family that feeds people to alligators, yeah. but outside of I've, that... I've not seen that since high school, but I didn't, didn't leave an impression on me. D- me either. And then I watched it again like within the last five years, yep. and I was like, I, I'm, I can't make it. <laughs> I, think I, I think I bailed at like the 35-minute the mark. Toolbox Murders was pretty neat, his remake of that. Yeah. That wasn't bad. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. So Hooper's got a lot of good stuff going for him. Uh, this just was like, it was just a misfire and it's too bad because there was clearly a lot of love put into it. Yeah. Just the sets alone are just, it was clear that they were working so hard on that. And Stephen King stuff is notoriously impossible to get right. Yep. So I will also say that. Um, so whatever. That's the Mangler. I mean, I recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's a mixed bag. You should see it because it's crazy as hell. But it just it just somehow manages to not hit the mark. It's just slightly broken. Yes. Yeah. That's it. All right. That's those are my final thoughts on the matter. Um so yeah. 
Uh, follow us at CoastCityComics.com. Come into Coast City Comics in Portland, Maine. Yeah, go to the go to the Facebooks and the Instagrams and all that stuff. I am Matt Awkward VHS Fiend, and make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook. And uh, Rad Wraith. Rad Wraith. Uh, Update on that. We'll be continuing later on. Um, what's your What's your other one coming out? Oh, it, it's out now. It's out now. You can out buy now. it now. You can buy it now. Uh, yes, buy yes. Self Made Man. Self Made Man, available now. Uh, art by Hugo Petrus Pons and written by me. It is a spooky Lovecraftian thing. It um, looks great. It's pretty great. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we <laughs> will see you next week with Funhouse. Pieces. Bye. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>